I'm Sinead O'Moore and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast, supported by Water Wipes, who are proven to be purer than cotton wool and water and now biodegradable. From fertility to birth, pandemic parenting to taking care of ourselves, here we talk to women about their own unique experiences of motherhood. The insane joy and anxious defeat, the love, the laughs, the tears, and the moments that we don't talk enough about. This season is supported by one of the most essential products for every mum, from that first snappy change to those messy weaning months, water wipes, the world's purest baby wipes. Made here in Ireland, water wipes are now 100% biodegradable and compostable wipes. With the same purity and quality as before, they are ideal for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. As the number one wipe in Ireland, together we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. We can see the cracks of hope on the horizon. And for many, that might mean figuring out how to step forward and unravel a year where career, home, parenting and everything in between blurred into one. And so, in this final episode of season four, I'm joined by Anna Daly, mum of three boys, host of Ireland AM, and now entrepreneur for an inspiring career, family, life, ambition conversation. And to hear how she was afraid, but ready, to step forward and launch her own business, an ethical lifestyle clothing brand, Little Bliss. We talk about the things that hold us back, the things that drain our battery, the ways she has learned to switch off and to switch on, how working flexibly, although the goal for so many, comes with its own juggle and level of responsibility, and how ultimately, if we are to find that coveted bliss, we have to push past that voice in our head that holds us back and just go for it, whatever it may be. Anna Daly, thank you so much for joining us on Every Month the Podcast. You are a guest who I have been uh, long asking because I think that for me anyway, you represent somebody who really is going after your career and goals and ambitions with three boys at home. You've had a year of upheaval as we all have, um, you know, not having to get into the studio, trying to figure all that out from home but also then starting your own business alongside, just in case you weren't busy enough. <laughs> Good morning. Well, thank you for having me. No, I, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted to see you here. And I, I want to talk about you as, you know, Anna Daly, the person with the career, Anna Daly, the person with the passions and the goals and the aspirations and the home life. Um, because never has there been a blurring of lines like the year that has gone. And as we come out of this, and I'm really hoping that that is soon. Yes. I think women are coming to the conclusion that they kind of have had to reassess their priorities and where they're going to go to next. And I was chatting to women on my Instagram around this and 73% have said, you know, when it comes to work, their preference is to start working more flexibly. Their preference mm -hmm. is to start doing the things they love, but also to be present at home. And I think 
ripping off the band-aid of women who have been physically attached to their children for a year to then go back to that kind of, you know, nine to six, Monday to Friday world, it's going to be really challenging. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a nuts year. Um, and I suppose everyone has had a different experience. And then in another way, we've all had the same experience in terms of the lockdown and not being able to do anything or see anyone or, you know, all of the things that we took for granted are gone. Um, yeah, it's just been absolutely nuts. Um, does it make us appreciate the simple things a little bit more? I think it probably will. Yeah, I think it absolutely will. I think our lives in general have become simpler. I think we've learned to live without the things that we used to strive to afford. Yeah. I think we've accepted actually maybe have a simpler life, earn less, do less, be more present. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, probably people have gone through their life thinking, you know, like um, I'm just going to pick a, a random friend who, you know, works in an accountancy firm and really wants to set up her own coffee shop, you know, so she has this very corporate life, you know, very well paid, very structured life and actually probably wants the exact opposite. And it might have taken her five years to plan that transition, but COVID has kind of sped everything up. Is that a word? Sped everything up for people. Um, but, you know, it's pressed fast forward on it because our hand has been forced in so many ways. You know, my husband's family lost their business. Um, they may have made those changes and launched their needs, but it happened much faster because you have to react to COVID and they had a number of stores closed and they had to react to that and they had to do the responsible thing. So that's just an example, two examples, I suppose, of how things have happened um, I suppose it brings me back to the year I got married, 2008, and I got married, we moved house, and I started Ireland AM as a presenter, so I had a complete and utter career change, and I remember thinking at the time, like, why is all this happening together? Like, I'd never, I'd never plan it like this, but actually, I'd never have planned all those changes, so it's great that they all happened, and a few months down the line, you think, I'm delighted all that happened, and you know, we got through it, and you know, if you can manage all that change at once, then it kind of builds your confidence and your self-esteem, I suppose. Like it is chaos, but with, with perspective, you see that it has brought you on a journey that you wouldn't have gone on otherwise. Exactly. Like I've talked about developing my own brand, my own company for years. It's rattled around my head, but actually what COVID gave me was downtime at home. Um, you know, there weren't all, I, I continued with my primary job, I suppose, on Ireland AM because Ireland AM kept going, which, you know, gave me a valid outlet to leave the house. <laughs> and I wasn't complaining about that. Um, a legitimate one uh, because we stayed on air, but also there were no corporate events. There was no MC gigs. You know, you weren't kind of taking part in all of that extra stuff that you normally would. And that gave me I suppose, precious time at home with the family and my husband. So it was all of us together. It was like holidays at, at times, you know, especially when the nice weather was here last year. Um, but it also gave me the chance to knuckle down and develop a brand that I wanted to do for years. And once I started it, I got really excited about it. And I, I, I was deep in it and I put the kids to bed at their bedtime. And that's when I would start, you know, the work on, on, developing that brand and what it was going to represent and what the range would look like um, and how I'd be able to afford it and I figured all of that out and it was actually a real silver lining in 
the mist of uncertainty and worry about parents and you know all of the horrible covid stories and numbers and deaths and checking into the news every day that was my silver lining for sure i think what you just said there about that idea rattling around in people's minds it's often it's often time as you just said like there is no window of opportunity to actually focus and do it but there's also a confidence that needs to be overcome i think people feel like what if it fails what if I can't, you know, we start this, this narrative in our minds that hold us back from taking those risks. I had that throughout actually. I mean, I knew I wanted to do it and I had a confidence in what it looked like. And, but then when you go, like you spend a year looking through color palettes and designs and fabrics and talking to industry experts, but ultimately you have to make the decision of like, I launched little bliss with 12 pieces and you have to narrow it down from the hundreds and thousands that you've been looking at to what was affordable for me in terms of putting my savings into a new business. It was 12 pieces. And the night before I launched the, the business on the 2nd of December. So, you know, you, you put these teasers out on your Instagram and you're building the social media platforms for, for your new brand. And it's really exciting and it's nerve wracking. And then there's the worry and the anxiety that comes with that behind the scenes. And certainly the night before, I had all these excited people going, oh, we can't wait to see your collection. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like what if absolutely nobody likes it? What if people are looking at it going, well, A, that's not what she wears on Ireland AM because it isn't, you know, it's totally different because it's more true to my real style, which Mm -hmm. is very laid back and casual. And B, what if people are like, no, that's just not nice. You know, so you absolutely doubt yourself. And I think it's probably just a human reaction, isn't it? Maybe it's a female thing as well that we doubt ourselves. And, you know, I think it's nice, but will everybody? But I think you have to have a confidence in yourself. And especially when you've gone that far and you've spent that amount of time and money, you need to just be able to stand over it. You need to just get past that. You need to be so convinced of success that anything else isn't isn't an option yeah. but it's so hard and on the female thing I think it's it's a maternal love like this is this is another baby for you exactly it is it's like a fourth child um I can't pick my favorite piece much like the favorite <laughs> child thing uh some business insider actually has a good quote on that they said you know a new business is temperamental and difficult but just like a, a newborn baby but obviously um, it comes with its rewards down the line. So hopefully, you know, we, we will see those. It's a gamble. Um, but afterwards, uh, like what I would say to anybody, and, you know, I'm not Michael Smurfett here, and I'm the first to put my hand up and go, I only launched a business a few months ago, so I'm far from an expert. But what I've done is I've gone through a journey of developing something, creating it, and kind of standing over it in terms of, you know, pressing the button and going live on something. And initially on the morning that, littlebliss.com launched your friends all buy the stuff right and you're like oh there she is thank you guys you know I really appreciate it and you know my husband made the point at the time of you know you never forget the people that support you on a new journey like this the you know the early adapters you'll never forget them but actually in the afternoon then it started spilling into what I said to Ben my husband was like oh my god there's random people buying my stuff now and he was like can I just remind you they're not random people they're customers <laughs> obviously he's so right but that was such a 
a novelty for me that it's not just like, oh, my friends and family kind of feeling sorry for me. Do you know what I mean? Or wanting to be nice and support me. There's actually like real people who are spending their hard earned money on my products. And that in itself is like blows your mind. You can, you can see how exhilarating it is for you. Like it's just, you can see the passion bursting out of you. Yeah, it's just, I actually, and my husband was like, he, he laughs at me doing, you know, Instagram stories, which I don't actually do a whole lot of, but he's just so not an Instagram story kind of person. Um, but I just find myself constantly saying thank you because it's really flattering. You know, I know myself that like, you know, you like to think you're kind of a discerning customer and, you know, you spend your money with brands that you aspire to and that you, you know, you like their values and, you know, you want to be a part of that story, I suppose. So when people do it to you and do it for your business, it's actually really, really flattering. He spoke about how it gave you that kind of silver lining amongst the negativity that was going on and the fear that was going on and the things that we should have avoided to kind of keep our focus and our positivity within us. But you had three boys at home. Hmm. You still had you, you know, the day job, as you said, but now you had the teaching job, you know, the full-time mommy job, the will you get me 10,000 snacks a day? Yeah job like just stop asking for snacks I know it never ends never ends and you you know you were you were taking a risk you were taking an anxious risk um but you were listening to the voice that said do it do it now it's time but that like for some and I'm included in this I have these you know moments of of I want to do this goal I want to start this project I want to put myself into this you know future me will be proud of me yeah that's a good and, line. and then I get interrupted yeah and Something then life takes happen. over and a, and a day a week a month could pass and you're like did I even reply to that person yeah yeah I'm glad you said that because I often think that as well and I would hate anyone to ever send me a message and not get a reply but you know life is busy and you do have to kind of I, I laughed when I saw someone put up something on Instagram one time about you know I'm I'm under so much pressure today I can't even think straight but I did manage to find 20 minutes to scroll through someone else's old holiday pictures <laughs> and I thought oh my god I'm so guilty of that like you think you're absolutely slammed yet you could just mindlessly scroll through other people's things and I suppose that was a bit of a kick up the arse that I got because I went I'm so guilty of that you know and it is a bit of mindless escapism and you need it as well and Instagram I find is a very friendly positive place and I take a lot of ideas from it as well um, and there's a lot of encouragement to be taken from it. Um, but I do think it gives you a moment of, okay, let's, let's park that for, for today and actually use that half an hour if I have a window of half an hour to concentrate on what I really want to do, my bigger goal, the business plan, the coffee shop, you know, the website, whatever it might be. Um, and you can kind of chip, a, chip away at it that way. And maybe it's only 20 minutes a day you know, over your coffee when you get a chance to, to take a break rather than indulging in other people's stuff. I think use that as your window to create your own stuff. There's a discipline in that. Yeah, it does take a bit of discipline. All right. And listen, I still mindlessly scroll. So do we all. Um, but it's about dividing your time, isn't it? And not just looking at other people's creations all the time. Start to create your own. Did you find any points, though, where you just had too many tabs open? Like in <laughs> your head in, life, was, in my yeah, head yeah. yeah I do like everyone 
every mother especially really tries to divide their time up don't they to get the balance right and if I'm honest and I can only speak for myself some days are more family focused because you know stuff will happen with the kids and it just becomes much more about family and that's okay I'm a mum of three kids um, and other days will be much more running around trying to trying to sort some issue with the website or you know Ireland AM focused, you know, there might be a big interview that you're working on or whatever. But what I would like to think of across a month or a year, I would like to think that the picture is fairly well balanced in terms of me sharing my time and the kids know that, you know, I'm always there um, for them and that I've given a little bit or enough of myself to my job and to my business and to kind of share my time out that way. You know, you'd love to almost see a grid, wouldn't you? Like a color coded grid of how you've shared out your time. But I'd like to think that there's a bit of balance. Every day won't be balanced, but if it can be balanced across a, a particular time frame, like a six month snapshot or a year, then I think, you know, that's okay. So we can't beat ourselves up is my point about how oh, I didn't get to the website today or that big idea I have because the kids took up all my time. That's life, do you know, and we did make that life choice to have the kids. So, you know, let's not be so hard on ourselves because we really are. And sometimes you can look at celebrities and I mean like real celebrities, like the Beyonce's of this world. And they seem to just constantly churn out new material, new ranges, new everything. And I often look at them and go, well, like, where do they get all the time? Because they have a staff around them. Do you know, they have an entourage of people. They have agencies and publicists. And we have to remind ourselves of that, you know. And that, that especially after this year, we had absolutely nobody. We were so no self-sufficient. Yeah, exactly. You know, so anything that was achieved. And, and I know a lot of people are beating themselves up feeling like, well, what did I, what did I achieve this year? What did I get done this year? You know, it's you lived this year. But you got through it. You probably yeah. reminded someone or people in your life in the way, you know, I would have dropped in groceries to my parents. My husband would have done it for them as well. Um, actually, that was gorgeous to see that relationship. But, you know, you were the teacher. You probably kept your job going. You were mum, biggest gig of all. Um, and sometimes not the most rewarding, you know. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think you're incredible if you've kept all those balls in the air and you still have some level of sanity at the end of this. That's it. That was my goal at one point. Just get through this with some sanity left. But to your yeah. point on the chart, so I spoke to a life coach who specializes in supporting mums through, mm. through many things. But one of the topics that we focused on was overwhelm. And that maternal overwhelm that I think, again, as a gender thing, I think we just take on a little bit more than our, our, our male partners, um, certainly in my house, where they seem to just take on, yeah, task, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do that. Whereas we're constantly, our heads are full with planning. Yeah. And she did have this graph and it's, it's, it's a circle and you divide it into like, like, like cake, you know, you, you cut it in like a pie chart and you write down the aspects of your life that make you fulfilled. You know, so you see that circle as your full life and you look at each part and you say, which part is making me most overwhelmed right now? Which mm -hmm. part do I need to put a bit more dedication into or time into or space from or ask for help within? You know, so you can actually look at it and say, OK, work me. Actually, she's on the right track. She's doing well. Mm -hmm. uh, mother me needs to start articulating. I need a little, I need more help here. I need to delegate more. I need to take some stuff off just to fill up your head because when everything is buzzing at the same time, at the same volume, 
that's just a head explosion totally in, in my world and it's and I have I like I have not figured this out but I am looking at those expert ways to try and create more rooms in my head as opposed to just mess yes yeah funny you say the mess thing as well like my husband is amazing and I have to preface this by saying like he's so hands-on and if he wasn't as hands-on with the house with shopping with the kids with everything I wouldn't be able to do all of the stuff that I do so he is the facilitator of all of it if I'm honest um but what men do, and I'd love to be a little bit more like this, is he could pour himself a beer in the evening, right? And the kitchen could be like a bombsite. <laughs> and that wouldn't, like, he could happily pour his beer with a calm face and, you know, would you like a glass of wine? Everything is very calm. Whereas I'm like, I can't stand have a glass of wine until I clean the kitchen. And he, he slags me going, do you want to wipe down a few counters before you have the wine? Because in my head, I'm yes, like, I do. <laughs> I, I absolutely, I do. <laughs> I want because it's like it's like closing all the tabs on the on the computer it's like closing the files in your brain you know if I, if i have a clean space around me then i can relax and enjoy this glass of wine and in a way you know we're all trying to come in back to the instagram thing we're all trying to make our life look perfect whereas actually he's much more accepting of we have a house and it's not a show house and we have three children and it's okay if their runners are on the floor and their you know jackets are hanging off the back of chairs and you know whereas I'm trying to constantly tidy things and I think I probably need to be a little bit more relaxed in the way he is and enjoy the beer or the glass of wine or whatever it is without stressing about trying to make everything perfect around me is that a female thing it's not unique to me is it no certainly not it's it's about permission it's about permission to give yourself the permission to say the job is done, but there's a sense of satisfaction that comes with it. But I think that satisfaction is linked to I'm a success. Everything is okay. Everything is done. Everything looks good. Yeah, exactly. Whereas actually I, I need to adopt a bit of the, the Ben attitude, which is, you know, we have done our day's work from a work point of view. You know, we have, things are ticking over in the house. It might not look perfect, but you know, the, the wheels are moving. The kids are happy. We've done the homeschooling. Everyone's fed. You know, that's what the, the, every, every box would be ticked in his head, you know, mm. and he'd be absolutely right. So there's part of me that says we need to adopt a little bit more of that. Have a glass of wine and ignore the crap everywhere. That's everywhere. Because <laughs> you've done about 50 jobs at that stage. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You've done a lot. Repetitively. And then they just get undone. And exactly. That's something I'm struggling with at the moment. So like for me, you know, I've, I've a six month old and everybody says in those first few months, you know, ignore the house, forget about the mess. The house can wait, sit, mind your baby. But while I'm sitting holding the baby, you feel incredibly trapped and yeah. limited. Yes. And you're watching mess occur in front of your eyes. And that triggers something in me. And like the moment I get an escape, I'm like, fixing this and putting away this but it's but there's also there's there's a, a coined phrase of like aggressive cleaning or, or at least passive aggressive cleaning oh, yeah yeah you know whereas i'm doing this because i'm angry at you all i'm angry yes exactly <gasps> nobody's done it and now i need to do it and i'm supposed to be resting when the baby's resting but i can't because there's too yeah. much to be done <laughs> and then your husband comes along and says sit down relax relax <laughs> we've all been there the number one source of me relaxing is you having have done this in the first place. <laughs> that is my source of relaxation. But it's, it's, 
you know, you've had to now grow a business amongst this, you know, your, your office is in this. Mm. Have you, you know, I know you've said you've got to the studio and thankfully, you know, for an escape, but has it felt like everything was just kind of closing in some days where you felt like I, I can't wait to just carve out this little, little bliss version of you and you can yeah, just walk into it, that office. It's been a little bit crazy in that you're right. Everything is coming from the one house and your house, no one's house is built to run businesses to, in our case from um, homeschool, you know, and live in 24 seven and have no outings or no restaurant visits or, you know, it's, it's not uh, ready for all of that wear and tear, I suppose. I started it and I started it myself from the house. So initially when I launched the website, the orders were coming in and they were coming in thick and fast, which was absolutely lovely and reassuring to realize that it was working. Um, and it was working really well, but I was picking, packing and shipping myself. So everything was in the attic. So our attic is like the kids' playroom and it became my stock room where I had, you know, boxes upon boxes of product. And I, being a little bit of a control freak, wouldn't really let the others pack the boxes because they need to look a certain way in terms of how the tissue paper sits and the sticker sits a certain way and I, they I just knew they wouldn't do it properly <laughs> so I was doing it all myself and um I was bringing it to the uh, post office the kind of commercial depot in Greystones every day several runs up and down so there was no way that I could maintain that on top of everything else so when I outsourced that to a fulfillment company in Port Leash actually um then life became quite easy. And in a way, if I hadn't have done the fulfillment, the picking, the packing, the shipping bit, I, would have had, I, I wouldn't have had near the appreciation that I have for, you know, that facility now is being done. So when you order something on Little Bliss, it comes from the fulfillment company directly to you. And it gives me a chance to look closer at the range, to build the range, you know, to build partnerships and collaborations and, you know, look at the bigger picture of the business and where it's going, you know? So I'm so appreciative of that. And since that's been outsourced, I actually feel like I have a load of spare time because I obviously had spent so much time kind of running up and down the stairs and packing boxes and all of that kind of stuff. So it's quite the luxury for me as a small new business to have that outsourced now. And it's, it's given me this new window of time to wipe down counters. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the um some of the excitement and ambition around but getting to work flexibly is feeling like you can own your time but there is also a weight of responsibility that comes with that because mm. as you said you know it was your responsibility to get those packed to get it looking perfect to be running up and down the stairs to get into the post office and uh you know, often when you see your husband who's finished his job, you know, mm. his, he's sitting down, he's relaxed. Having your own business in your own home with that flexibility, um, it can creep in at you that actually every, every little moment of time, you're like, I better go do that. Yeah. I better run upstairs. And we've spoken about the discipline of putting, it putting Instagram down or putting whatever it is down that's distracting you and eating up that time. But there's also a switch off discipline, I imagine, that has to kind of kick back in. Otherwise, yeah. you'd be up all night. Absolutely. And I think I'd probably have to train myself on that because and I'm, I'm kind of the same with Ireland. I am as well. And I've always been like that. You know, you walk out of the studio and 
people probably think you're off air so your job is finished but actually you know if i see an article or you know there's well not in covid times obviously but you know someone's playing a gig in july in the o2 you know i'd be very quick to kind of bounce ideas off producers and send stuff on so in a way i'm not really one of those people who has a i'm checking out of the office now i never was and i think you're probably not ideally suited to presenting certainly in in the on the show that i do if you're looking for that kind of nine no, to five you have structure. to stay you have to stay on what's you're, relevant you're switched on yeah. yeah and and i am that kind of person anyway that i consume a lot of different media and and i enjoy that and to be honest it doesn't really feel like work so i suppose the little bliss thing is is in the mix of all of that as well and i'm used to my husband running his own business, which means he was never nine to five either. Mm. You know, even when we were on holidays, he would be at a laptop for a certain amount of hours every day. You know, it's just the way, the way I've known, you know, it's the, it's the way I know. And I think there's been a big discussion about it recently because of COVID we've all worked from home. A lot of people have worked from home who are used to being in kind of corporate environments in that office where, you know, they'd have that kind of standardized coffee break. They'd walk away from their desk and they, when they walk out of the office, they, they switch off into family time. And lots of them aren't now because they're not taking the breaks. And at 10 o'clock at night, they're still tapping away after the kids are put to bed or whatever. So I definitely think that legislation that was discussed mm. in the last couple of weeks is very important mm. for so many people. And it's a reminder to all of us to actually, do you know what, put all the devices mm. away and let's sit down and enjoy that glass of wine or have a chat or watch something on Netflix together. If you can find something that you both agree on. <laughs> <laughs> or that you know, but it is a reminder to, to the, you know, that, that work facilitates life rather than the other way around and that those you know it's it's very easy to be found in this mm. kind of new culture you know it's very there's always an email that you could be responding to there's always a message that you could be responding to there's always there's always ways with which we, we're being contacted um but we have forgotten that piece that we do need to rest and we do need to switch off yeah. and not just being present with our family because that's that's still a parental role you know you're still yeah. you're still working <laughs> but carving out the piece for you your bliss do what you need when you need it to yeah. fulfill you yeah and you know what sometimes because my husband will often say to me do you want to go for a walk or a run or anything and sometimes I'll go because he's just trying to create a window for me you know he's just been being kind being nice mm -hmm. and actually sometimes I'll say to him do you know what I just want to have a coffee in my bedroom and just to sit there and read a book or a magazine or do the mindless scrolling on Instagram. Sometimes that's just a lovely escape. Do you know what I mean? I don't necessarily think we need to use every window to be super productive. Do you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you do need to just look and look out the window and have a cup of coffee, do you know, and breathe. Just be left alone. Yeah, exactly. And not have to speak to anyone or not have to answer anyone or don't touch that or no, you can't have any more snacks or, you know, just to do nothing. It's just lovely. It's, and it's something that like, it's hard to do as well. It's yeah. hard to do. It's like intrusive thoughts come in. Because we're bombarded with all of these recommendations for everything, for books, for podcasts, for soundtracks, for, for you know, Spotify. Um, and I, I love all of that and I consume all of that, but sometimes it's just lovely to just do nothing. What helps you get there? You know, is it, is it that you've exercised? Is it that you feel like, you know, there's a, there's a mental tick list done. Like what helps you find that place where you can switch off? 
I don't know what helps me, but I, I sometimes realize during the day I could really benefit with a little bit of just time to breathe for myself. Mm -hmm. There's a yoga class that I do on YouTube as well. Um, that if there's a little bit of quiet or everyone else is occupied, um, I will use that screen time when the lads are on their PlayStation or whatever to do this lovely yoga class. And, you know, I'd say there isn't a calorie burnt in it because it's so nice, but it's about the voice and it's about the calm. Mm. And I love that. And I feel afterwards, um, I have a yoga teacher, Lydia, who I have totally neglected the classes and all of that just because of COVID and everything else. I'm going to blame COVID on everything, basically. <laughs> um, but sorry, Lydia, I haven't uh, addressed your class recently. But I do think, you know, you enjoy those classes or that time out, but I think you benefit afterwards from them as well. And I think your whole family benefit from them. It's like going for a massage, isn't it? And during the massage, you're thinking, I'm going to be like a way calmer person in the future, do you know? I'm going to speak in like a different tone and you know, that kind of lightness that comes over you. I'm you not do. going to be that shouty mom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next thing that makes you shout. For like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> do you have like warning lights that kind of go on where you're like, look out for this, do this for me. You've forgotten about X, Y, or Z, get more sleep, drink yeah. more water, do your, like, cause I think that, unless that they are reinforced for us as we strive to do everything for everybody else, mm. there'll come a point where we crash and yes. prevention is better than cure. Completely. And you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, Sinead, with, you know, get more rest, get more water. I need to do all of those things. And we know it's the most, ba like, it's not the fancy, no. faddy fitness thing that you need to sign up for. It's back to basics. And we mm. all know it, but we just need to remind ourselves. And sometimes we need reminders of it. Um, you just triggered something there in me. I remember a few years ago, just the kids were a lot younger. You know, you're in the trenches and I was working, doing loads for Ireland AM and my, my schedule would have been a bit more all over the place in terms of jumping on planes to do interviews in London at the last minute. And that's all the nature of the job. But I remember going to Portugal on my summer holidays and sitting in the bar and someone put a glass of Prosecco in front of us. I think there was a group of us going away. And I remember thinking, I really want to enjoy this, but I just feel, you know, the ears are sore, the nose is sore, the throat, the throat is always the early mm -hmm. sign, isn't it, that I'm, I'm coming down with something. And it's just that feeling of you were racing to get to that holiday and you're trying to do everything and please everyone. And you put the out of office on and you get to the bar at the airport <laughs> and in your head, you're like, feck it, <laughs> I'm not right. Mm -hmm. And I did it to myself, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. you've just... You've just tried to do it all and it's too much. It's too much. It's yeah. too much. And like, I, I don't like admitting that it's too much. I, I like the feeling of like, I can do that and I want to do yeah. that and I want to yeah. pursue that. And I don't want to turn down opportunities for that. And, you know, we've, how this conversation started, you had this burning idea in your head. You know, you wanted this business. Yeah. To happen. But interesting that you say, you know, we try and do everything. I've gotten better in the last couple of years at saying no. Mm. So I think I was a bit of a pleaser when I started my career in terms of, you know, and, and you hear it a lot, you know, don't turn down any opportunity mm. and, you know, keep every connection open and every gig leads to another one. And all of that is quite true. But actually, it's quite empowering to say, 
do you know what? That's not really. And there are nice ways to say it. Stephanie Preisner wrote a whole book on saying no because mm -hmm. she just reached a point in her life where she felt she was just, you know, saying yes to everything and completely burnt out and fed up and doing things she wasn't even interested in just to please other people. And then you get a bit more selective about your pro projects. And I think in a way people value your time a little bit more as well. Um, and you can do less, for me, commercial gigs, but they're more meaningful, mm. you know, because you're not churning out all of these different campaigns and, you know, being paid for this, this or this. And it, it all starts to get a bit, um, and that's possibly why some of the influencers have, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a negative connotation attached to some of them. Whereas actually my husband will tell you the influencers have been amazing for a new business like his, where he has a budget. I don't have any budget to pay anybody, but you know, they have some kind of a marketing budget for that. And that's given them a huge, huge return on investment. Mm. So um, I suppose picking and choosing your projects carefully, you know, and they can be commercial gigs, but they can also just be things around the house or, you know, social events that you choose to go to or not to go to. You know, you don't have to be at everything. I know we'll all, we'll all embrace <laughs> social events in the future. Currently at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go anywhere right now. Um, I'll take up anyone's invitation. But I'm not. You know what I mean? I, I think we, we get a bit more selective as we get older and we go, do you know, that really doesn't suit that brand or that really doesn't suit me or, you know. And, and you realize that's okay to say no to stuff. I'm just saying no to even events and stuff. I, I've had lots of conversations recently where we, people are like, I don't know how I'm going to get face them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even the idea of getting ready for something. Yeah. Could overwhelm. Yeah. yeah. And I think we'll probably feel a bit institutionalized. Yeah being in the house all the time and, you know, facing a crowd at a fancy launch party with, you know, glasses of champagne seems kind of, yeah, I won't be surprised at all if people feel anxious about going to weddings or parties or events or launches again. Although I think we'll get in, <laughs> I think we'll get into uh, the spirit of it pretty quickly. I think it's going to be like Christmas where you've got <laughs> Christmas Eve. Well, you've got like the, you know, the, the two or three weeks leading into Christmas where you've yeah. got, you know, you've got a, a, a breakfast thing, you've got a brunch thing, you've got a lunch yeah. thing, you've got a dinner thing, you've got an after works thing. And then there's going to be that like January of, okay. <laughs> uh, firstly, I'm broke. Secondly, yes. I, I never want to wear heels ever again. And I'm okay actually with just coming back into the house. And then a kind of natural spring, you know, where it's, balanced again and we can yes explore yeah. the world and kind of come out but yeah it's it's an interesting thing of like having to be on time somewhere again yeah and turn up and be present and ready for the gig ready and in a way Ireland AM has been great for me because it's life has continued as normal on the show you know so that has kept a real sense of normality for me. We're in presenter pods and it feels all very safe and all that, but it's kind of business as usual, you know? Do you love it? I love Ireland AM. I love the show. I love the team. Um, Simon Delaney and myself have been in a pod and actually we're very different people, but then we will laugh at very similar things and he'll know my triggers and I'll know his and we almost have our own language at this stage you know because you have to be careful um when you're mic'd up and <laughs> there's a gallery of people uh tuned in but yeah it's a it's just a 
blast you know it's not it's not a gig as i said for someone who wants you know a, an element of nine to five or structure in their life but in a way it's a lovely contrast to little bliss little bliss i control and i've made all the decisions around it and yes that's a gamble and a worry but you complete you've complete control over it on the other side of my life in ireland am my producers are quite cruel um in a funny way so they'll be like what does she hate doing oh yeah she hates singing we'll put her on that you know mad TikTok trend of whatever. And to be honest with you, I've been pushed out of my comfort zone so many times on Ireland AM over the years and done so many stupid, silly things that, you know, there are no, I, I, nothing would faze me anymore in terms of what, what you see the night before in your notes um, from the most harrowing interviews mm. that will stay with you for a mm. long time afterwards to, you know, Simon and I, well, me pole dancing at one stage on Ireland AM. I'll never forget it. My mother said to me afterwards, you know, that was getting, there was a proper pole dancer who was on and it was very risque. Um, and we were all a bit, oh, geez, is this suitable for our, you know, breakfast TV? Um, and there was a lot to see, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And then the idea was that she would do the demo, which was very sexy, off the chart sexy. And then she'd hand over to me and I would try and recreate what she did. And my mother said to me afterwards, <laughs> It still makes me laugh. She goes, that was getting very risque. Thank goodness you made a bit of fun out of it. <laughs> it was funny when you joined. In other words, you and your big arse, you know, brought a bit of humor to it. But it was getting far too sexy before that. <laughs> far before the watershed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's a blast of a show to work on, you know. And even if people are laughing at us or with us, it really doesn't matter, you know. We're in the middle of a pandemic. If someone stops with their coffee in their kitchen and looks at the screen and laughs, well, then we will be delivering on our brief. And maybe that being pushed out of your comfort zone so often is what gives you the courage to, to launch your business, you know, yeah. to, to not listen to that voice that's saying, what if you're a bit of an idiot if you do X, Y, and Z? What if this fails? What if nobody like you know? It's it's a skill in itself to kind of say, do you know what? Drown all that out. Find your bliss. Do what yeah. you want to do, and just go for it. Yeah, and I'd say that to everybody today. You know, like everyone has ideas rattling around. I'm sure, and motherhood takes over, and there isn't a moment in the day for your ideas, um, and that happens to all of us. But if there is kind of a burning thing there, you know, use your time and stand over your idea. You know, go with your gut. If you think it's going to be great, it probably will be great. Mm -hmm. You know, so start tonight, even if it's five minutes of a little doodle in the corner of one of your notebooks you know start the idea and, and build it from there or don't bother with the idea at all and don't feel that you need to be someone who has you know their own business or a coffee shop or a website or whatever be be a mom it's the hardest gig in the world and take all the rewards when you get them because there's no doubt there's no harder gig in my opinion and either way just be that little bit more selfish yeah take time for yourself yeah be a little bit more selfish, do what it is that is going on for you. Listen to your own needs and take care of them. Yeah. And indulge what you actually really like rather than what society is telling you to do. Like the yoga class, the run, the podcast, do whatever makes you happy, you know? And if that's lying down and having a nap for 15 minutes, then have it, you know? Or there's all these pressure to, you know, take all these vitamins, do all these skincare things. And look, I'm a sucker for all of that. But sometimes it's just lovely to just do none of it and just 
wander around the block and daydream if you want to, you know? We are human beings, not humans doings. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be more, Just be me. more, be, be more. Thank you, Anna, so much for this conversation. Um, I've, I've loved an insight into how you make it all work. I definitely have learned a lot of things that I, I, I'm going to think about and I am going to take that action tonight. Oh, I am going to. That's good. You smiled when I said start scribbling in the back of that diary. <laughs> this I, girl um, has plans. Yeah, I think, I think in motherhood, you come to that point, you know, my baby's six months and I feel like I'm kind of coming back up for air. Yeah. And you kind of feel like I just am ready to feel a little bit more like me again. Yeah. And, not and you just know when you this, arrive at that point, don't you? Know you know when you arrive. You know when yeah. you arrive. Um, you know I should say to you, actually, while I have you, and this isn't a blatant plug for Ben's business, mm. but if there are mums out there, mums often come up with ideas because there's a gap. You mm. know, you're, you're doing something for baby and the tool or whatever it is that would help you do that job doesn't exist. And that's how the likes of Clever Mama and brands like that obviously mm. came about because it was a solution that they needed and they invented or, or created it. And what Ben's family um, developed after mother care um, was Kaleidi, Kaleidi.com. It's a nursery website, but they are actually looking actively and there's a whole section on their website now for well, I'm going to say mums because I'm hoping there's lots of mums tuning in today, but anyone with an idea who has a brand and wants a bigger platform because they are on a mission to make sure that they are a champion for mm. Irish brands. So yes, they have all of the big recognizable brands that we all know and love and, um, and trust, but they also want to be a platform for other people. So, you know, there might be people out there who are a little bit further down the line and aren't sure, you know, when you're packing stuff from your kitchen table, maybe, you know, the time is now to, to take the next step and have someone, someone big stock it. So what a that, brilliant opportunity. Yeah. Imagine a brilliant opportunity. And there's countless women out there with those that, are, you know, are, are still doing what you just said. And they have, I think it's this, it's the smart solutions. That's what mothers bring to market. It's smart you solutions. Coined it way better than I have, Sinead. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's a smart solution. I'm using Clever Mama because I'm mm. pretty sure they, they stock her. And I think they, as mother care, when they were mother care, they, they, they gave Clever Mama the break. And that's what they're hoping to do for lots of other people. So it might just be a nice opportunity for people out there. And as a female, I think it's just so important to champion other women, regardless of what stage of the journey they're at. Brilliant. No better way to wrap it up, Anna. Oh. Thank you so much for bringing that opportunity to us and for giving us a little insight into how Little Bliss was created and how you managed that chaotic juggle. I'll let you get back to wiping down some counters. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sinead. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening and to Water Wipes, the world's purest baby wipes for their support. Proven to be purer than cotton wool and water, Water Wipes are now 100% biodegradable, plant-based and compostable wipes and the winners of three National Parenting Product Awards 2020, including Best Baby Wipes. So you can do what's best for your baby's skin and help protect the planet. And that's it for season four, 10 conversations with 10 incredible women. Thank you for listening and for the countless messages to let us know that this show has supported you. And so if you enjoyed this season, please do subscribe, rate or leave a review. Share this episode across social and get in touch with every mum or this week's guest, Anna Daly, on Instagram. I'll be back later this summer for season five. 
Talk soon.